believe God often puts particular answers to promises on the other side of barriers. I believe God frequently puts uh, the answer to certain questions uh, on the other side of barriers uh, because he's going to find out uh, who really wants it. Uh, he's going to find out who can be discouraged, uh, who can be delayed, uh, who can be turned around. Uh, but baby, when you got a made up mind, uh, there's no devil in hell uh, that's going to stop me uh, from getting my us that one of the ways you know you are at a great effectual door is that there are many adversaries thereat. One of the indicators you're getting close uh, to that great big door that God promised you uh, is the level of resistance that you face. Uh, so you got to make up in your mind uh, that when the going gets tough, uh, the tough get going. going gets tough uh, it's just an indicator to me uh, I'm getting closer to the promise uh, I'm getting closer to the blessing uh, I wish somebody one more time uh, would throw your hands up in the air uh, and shout uh, I'm getting close I'm getting close I'm almost there just a few more days just a few more praise sanctuary this morning. 
High five about eight people on the way to your seat. Tell them we're going through the door. We're going through the door. Woo. I know you think that some artist in the 70s or 80s invented the words to the song Ain't No Stopping Us Now. But that was in my Bible way before they ever wrote that song. That was a prophecy to the people of God that no weapon formed against you would be able to prosper. Woo! That's why it doesn't matter what I'm facing. I can walk into the house of God with victory in my spirit because the weapon may have formed, but it will not prosper. It will not win. It will not prevail. It will not get the best of me. Woo! Anybody believe that this morning? Turn around and tell your neighbor, neighbor. Tell them, neighbor. Tell them you can win if you just keep on fighting. When you fall down, get back up. When you get tired, just push on a little bit further. When you get discouraged, encourage yourself in the Lord. Victory is on the way. I said victory is on the way. Woo! You excited to be in the house of the Lord on this Sunday morning? Amen. Amen, amen. You can be seated. I want to take just a brief opportunity this morning to give a great big welcome to all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord. Rock Church, would you help me make some noise? Come on, we can do a little bit better than that. Help me make some noise and welcome all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord today. What a privilege and an honor it is to have you here. And if this is your very first time here at the Rock Church of Fort Myers, you should have received a VIP invitation card when you walked through the doors. And if you're here for the first time and you did not receive one, if you would just slip your hand in the air, one of our staff members will bring one to you very quickly. This is an invitation for you to join us immediately after the service in our VIP room. And we all know that VIP stands for very important person. And if you're a first-time guest here at The Rock Church, you are a very important person to this church. Amen, somebody. And we have some light refreshments and a small gift prepared that we'd like to give you just as a token of our appreciation uh, that you would come and join us and worship together on Sunday morning. Amen, somebody. Amen. It is so good to see Sister Shirlene in the house of the Lord this morning. Come on, help me give her a great big hand. Love her very much. So good to see her. We're grateful for everything the Lord is doing in this place. How many of you have been absolutely blessed by the ministry of evangelist Jacob Phillips this morning? Are you grateful? I want you to stand all over this house in preparation of the word of the Lord this morning. We're going to hasten to God's word. And I don't know about you, but I came this morning with my heart prepared to receive what thus saith the Lord. Amen, somebody? Are you ready for whatever God has for us in this place today? 
Come on, are you ready this morning for what God has for us today? Would you put your hands together one more time and give God a great big praise as the man of God comes to deliver the word to us today? Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, come on, I think we can do a little bit better than that. Has God been good to anybody on a Sunday morning? Did he wake you up? Did he put you in your right mind? Hallelujah. I, I was thinking as Brother Williams was talking about the breakthrough, I couldn't help but think about the writings of David when David said, Through thee, O God, have I ran through a troop, and through thee have I jumped over the wall. And I, I just, I started thinking, but that's what the breakthrough looks like. He said, it's not in me, but it's in the one that gave me, when I, oh, help me Jesus, I feel like preaching already. Woo! Have your Bibles this morning, the book of Galatians chapter 1 and verse 1. Being honored to the ministry of this wonderful uh, church. I love and appreciate your wonderful pastor and first lady and first family. Give them honor and double honor today. They are some of God's finest and first class and I just appreciate uh, everything that uh, they are doing and that they stand for and I love them so much. I love this church. I love to see where it's going. I love the fact that revival is something that is, I, I, I know I'm just kind of talking here right now. We'll preach here in a minute. But I've, I've heard my whole life that uh, there are seasons of revival. And i just be honest with you, I disagree with that. Disagree with that. I believe revival is a lifestyle. Hallelujah. I believe revival is a lifestyle. Everywhere you go, you're going to have revival. Amen. And in revival, there are uh, seasons of harvest as our good brother was speaking a moment ago there are seasons of planting there gets a point where when you're living in revival all the time that it's always time to plant and it's always time to somebody's always getting the harvest somebody's always planting somebody's always watering I believe that that is the direction that God has taken this church to Galatians chapter 1 verse 1 reads, Paul, an apostle, if you'll notice it is in parentheses here, he says, not of man, neither by men, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren which are with me into the churches of Galatia, grace be to you. Everyone shout grace. Grace be to you and peace from God the Father, from our Lord Jesus Christ. One more time, I want to read to you what he said in parentheses. And quite literally, I know, you know, to have a proper uh, homiletic sermon put together, you're supposed to have at least three points. Uh, today I don't. I just got one point. And... Um, that is what Paul writes in the parentheses of verse 1 when he says, Not of man, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ, God the Father who raised him from the dead. I just simply want to preach to you today a subject that God has placed on my heart. It's a God thing. 
Look at somebody and tell them it's a God thing. Oh, you didn't say it like you meant it. Say it like you mean it. It's a God thing. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and pray together. God, we love you. We worship you. We give you glory and honor and thanks and praise. There's nobody like you, Jesus. You are great and you are greatly to be praised. We ask you, Lord, right now, you would have your way in this house from the front to the back and side to side. But the anointing of the Holy Ghost touch this, this sanctuary and touch this congregation. God, we're believing you for miracles, signs, and wonders here today. You're still the God that can heal a sick body. You're still the God that can touch a troubled mind. You're still the God that can heal all manner of disease, mental, physical, emotional. You can heal it all. And we ask you to heal today in Jesus' mighty name. Would you clap your hands unto the Lord one more time and lift your voice with a shout of praise. Come on, somebody praise him one more time with a loud voice. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Blessed be the name of the Lord. You may be seated in the fear of the Lord. I think the word of God is interesting for more than one reason, but one of the reasons it's interesting to me is because the way that God takes people that are on one path, that are going in one direction. And just with, for instance, in the case of Paul, with just a bright light and a word, he turns them around and takes the one that should have been the worst in the kingdom and brings them and elevates them to a place that they can be one of the best in the kingdom. He takes men that are vicious and hateful and makes them apostles and gives them hope to preach victory, hope to preach deliverance, hope that where I used to be is where you are, but God saved me and so God can save you too. Hallelujah. The gospel is a beautiful thing. There are a lot of things that the gospel does, but never forget the purpose, the sole purpose of the gospel is to take people that are in a fallen state and turn them around. Jesus said in the book of Luke chapter four that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For what purpose? Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Can I tell you today that you cannot come in contact with the gospel and leave the same way you came. But if you come in contact with the gospel of Jesus Christ, you have a decision to make. You must leave the way you came by your own choice or you will listen to the gospel of Jesus and you will leave change. Can I tell you that nobody in the world believes the message of come as you are as much as the apostolic church believes the message of come 
come as you are. I know the charismatics have taken that and they have perverted it, but we believe the message of come as you are. But Bishop Williams, we believe the whole message because we believe when you come as you are, but you come in contact with the gospel, you can't stay as you are because there's something about the gospel of Jesus Christ that changes you. It will change the way you walk. It will change the way you talk. It will change the way you think. It will change the people you hang out with. The gospel changes people. Hallelujah. You will leave different. So if you came in sick, as the song says, you're going to walk out healed. If you came in tormented, you're going to walk out with peace in your mind. If you came here depressed, you're getting ready to walk out of the house of God with joy in your spirit. I don't know what you came in here needing today, but I've come to tell you, you are coming in contact right now with the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it will change you. It will help you. It'll pick you up out of the miry clay and put your feet on a solid rock. Is there anybody thankful for the gospel of Jesus Christ? The word... The gospel, that word that became flesh and dwelt among us so that when a woman with an issue of blood would get into the press of the congregation, all she would touch would be the hem of his garment and she would be made clean. The woman deemed unclean by the priest. Now, I want you to understand there are some, I'm gonna preach here in a minute. We're just talking right now. But there are some, some Old Testament litigation that has to go through here because this woman with an issue of blood is to be considered unclean by the congregation. And it was in the law of this day and time that, that if you were caught, if you were a leper, if you were unclean in any form or fashion, and you were caught among the congregation touching people that you could rightfully be put to death. So I want you to put yourself in the shoes of that woman with an issue of blood for just a moment and understand that we preach, and it's true, we preach about the press that she had to get into and, and we preach about how she had to touch and push through the people and we, we preach about how she had, she was weak in her body from the loss of blood but now she's having to bully her way through this crowd but can I tell you that the, the issue that was going on in her body was nothing compared to the issue that was going on in her mind because Brother Williams all she could think about is if they catch me it's the end for me if they catch me I'm going to die right here where I stand if they find out that I'm unclean they're going to stone me but she heard that the word had made flesh and was dwelling among them and she heard that the word of God that it went out and it touched Lazarus she heard about the word of God that it touched the leper she heard about the word of God that it changed Jairus' daughter when she walked in and he said she's only sleeping can I tell you they can mock they can laugh they can make fun but they can't stop the gospel from changing people 
Hallelujah. God's just going to keep on doing what God does. Listen to me, church. Don't you listen to what the naysayers say. God's going to keep on being God. God's going to keep on pouring out his spirit. You want to know why? And I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself right now. You want to know why? Because this is not a man, but this is of God. Help me, Jesus. I feel like throwing a Holy Ghost hissy fit right now because some people come to church and they see personality and thank God for personality and they see the music and thank God for the music and they see all the talented singing and thank God for it. But I'm going to tell you something right now. Each and every one of these singers, this wonderful pastor knows it's this church is not built on Bishop Williams. This church is not built on the drum set. This church is not built on the organ and the choir, but it's... It's built on a revelation of Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's not a man, neither is it by man, but it is of God. And because it's of God, it's founded upon the rock. Because it's of God, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Because it's of God, the devil may throw his biggest weapon. You was already in it, Bishop Williams. But no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Because it's of God, and it's not a man. You're going to leave here today, and you're going to leave different. You're going to leave walking in your right mind because it's of God. Hallelujah. Preacher, you don't understand how things are going in my world. Let me tell you something right now. It's still a God thing. Paul said, I am, he identifies himself by saying, Paul, the apostle. Paul. The word apostle means to be sent. You could quite literally translate it. Paul, the one whom God sent. Paul, the man that would spend half of his ministry in prison. But the change couldn't stop him. Because he knew that I am sent. Even when I'm in prison. Oh, y'all ain't gonna help me preach on Sunday morning. I can tell right now. Because some of y'all sitting in the prison cell and you're crying and you're complaining uh, because everything that's going wrong. Uh, but Paul said, I'm gonna glory in the chains. Uh, I'm gonna glory in the infirmities. Uh, I was sent to the prison. Uh, I was sent to the trial. Uh, I was sent to the test. Uh, I was... I was sent to the job where I'm the only apostolic and you can cry about it or you can recognize God sent you there to be a missionary. God sent you there to win the people that are on your job. It's not comfortable, but it's a God thing. It might not be fun, but it's a God thing. People are making fun of me. They made fun of Jesus. They made fun of the disciples. They made fun of Paul. They made fun of John. They made fun of Moses. 
they made fun of Abraham. Baby, if they're making fun of you, you're in pretty good company because everybody they made fun of in that book, the, the more they made fun of them, the more they arose. The more they made fun of them, the more their ministry was released. The more they made fun of them, the more God blessed them. The more they made fun of them, See, I'm trying to get you to change your perspective on a Sunday morning and understand that what you're going through, you were sent by God. What your problem is right now, it was sent by God because God is making you a strong warrior. Brought into the kingdom. For such a time as this, Paul said, I'm the sent one, and it wasn't by man. Neither was, was I, I was sent, and it's not by man, neither is it by man. He wants you to understand, not only did man not save me, but man didn't send me. Your program didn't fix me. God fixed me. Your little, your, your, your little self-help group didn't fix me. God fixed me. Say, so, well, you're preaching to the choir today. Don't you know this church is full of people that know that? Yeah, but I also know that there's 10 or 15 people that came to church today and you're looking for a program to take the place of what God can do. Can I tell you that the program will never do for you what God can do for you? Yeah, I got a witness in this house on a Sunday morning. Uh, somebody that remembered they tried all the programs. Uh, they went through all the rehabs. Uh, they were in and out of jail. Uh, in and out of the streets. Uh, in and out of homelessness. Uh, but in one moment uh, at the altar, uh, everything changed. Uh, because this is not a man. Uh, neither is it by men. Uh, but it's by the Lord. It wasn't by might, it wasn't by power, but it was by the Spirit of the Lord. That's why when somebody says, I'm sick, you don't need to request prayer at church, but in decency and order, you need to lay hands on them right there. I'll wait, some of y'all still waiting to catch up right now. That's right, you, you, you don't need to come to church and request prayer. God gave you the Holy Ghost. God gave you the power to lay hands on the sick. God gave you the power to cast out demons. God, am I in the book? Is, is that in there? God gave, I'm telling you, we gotta get out of this mentality that God called us to come to church to have church. God called you to come to church to take the church outside because this is not a man thing. This is a God thing. See, when it's a man thing, it stays within the four walls. But when it's a God thing, 120 can be in an upper room on the day of Pentecost. They've been praying. They've been 
seeking, waiting on the promise of the Lord. But somewhere about day 10, something began to move in the atmosphere. Something began to change when they went to prayer on that day. And it wasn't a man, neither was it by man, but it was a car thing. A man thing stays indoors, but baby, you can't keep a car thing indoors. A man thing stays indoors, but when it's a God thing, it'll shake you up and it'll turn you out. When it's a God thing, it'll run down from the top story, down the staircase, out. I just feel being crazy today. I'm gonna run the house with you. Tell you what we gonna do. We gonna open up this back door and preach outside a little bit. to be kept inside. This is for everybody to know. It's a God thing. It's a God thing. It's a God thing in the parking lot. It's a God. Preacher, you're crazy. I just got something bigger than me living on the inside. I just got something bigger than me and it won't let me hold my peace. what it probably felt like uh, on the day of Pentecost. Uh, there's something in this house uh, on a Sunday morning uh, that we can't keep inside. It is uh, a God thing. When you pray, somebody say, when I pray. Oh, say it like you mean it, when I pray. When I pray, because I'm an apostle, because I've been sent, cancer's gonna be healed. Somebody shout it again, when I pray. When I pray, because I'm an apostle, and I pray, diabetes is gonna be healed. When I pray, and the broken marriage is falling to shambles, but I walked up and knocked on the door. You hear me? When you go on outreach, you don't just go to hand out cards, but you go as an apostle. You're, you're being sent out of the church into the world, and it is a God thing. Ah. I told y'all I feel crazy today. I just feel like making my way right now to somebody that ain't there yet.
I know it's Sunday morning. There ain't but about 15 people up in the balcony. But I just come to prophesy that somebody's gonna sit here right here in a couple of months and tell you the dysfunction you're going through, that God's got a way of healing it. I, I, I just wanna walk through the balcony this morning and let everybody that slipped in the back trying to let the devil know I'm just here to be seen. Come on, don't nobody look at me too hard. I'm telling you, God's got big stuff for people that are sitting in the balcony and people that ain't even in the balcony yet. It's a God thing. It's a God thing. I know they're empty pews right now, but it's a God thing. That's an opportunity for God to fill this pew. That's an opportunity for God to fill this balcony. I know it looks empty right now, but it's a God thing. God gave you this building too big for what you used to be. It was a God thing because he wanted you to have room to grow. He wanted you to understand this is not a man, neither is it by man, but it's a God thing. Not even through my, the announcements yet. So y'all just hold on a minute. When you get the revelation that you're being sent you'll shout different because you'll understand that my shout's not a man thing some of y'all still wiping the sleep out of your eyes it's 12 o'clock come on it's time to go eat lunch I said when you get this revelation you'll shout different because you understand it ain't a man thing this is a God thing That's why we don't baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit. Because you can go to 325 AD and you can find where that became a man thing. But when Jesus taught him, he said, you go and you baptize in the name. Anybody know the name of the Father? In the name of the Son. And he said, I would not leave you comfortless, but I'll send my spirit in my name. That means that the name of the spirit is. That's why at the Rock Church of Fort Myers, when you go down, you're not going down in the title. You're going down in a name. You're going down in a name that's above every other name. You're going down in the name that for washed out sin. You're going down in the name that changes lives. You're going down in the name of people that pulls people out of dysfunction. It is the name and it's a God thing. I'm an apostle. I'm an apostle. And I was sent 
Then he, he uses these words. Grace be to you. Grace is a God thing. Well, I thought I'd get a little bit more help right there, but it's okay. Say, grace is a God thing. So here's the deal. The apostolic church is scared to preach about grace. Because we live in a world that the church world has taken grace and perverted it. It means the grace in today's world, simply put, they say, well, as long as you confess the Lord and believe on him, grace got you. So you can live like a heathen, talk like a sailor, that don't matter. Because grace will cover you. But Paul writes to Titus and he says, grace isn't a covering, but grace is a teacher. See, we, we, we preach about grace because we want it to cover everything. But the Bible says that teaching us denying ungodliness and worldly lust, that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly. Watch, and he says, in this present world. Now the Bible is eternal, meaning that every moment is the present world because the Bible is from everlasting to everlasting. What Paul was saying is the grace, I, I'm, I'm getting somewhere. The grace of God is what teaches you to deny ungodliness, to live soberly, to live righteously in this present world. You're, I'm about to hit somebody so hard between the eyes. Well, I would join that church, but they got too many rules and regulations. And I tell you, it's not a rule and a regulation. It's a God thing. It's not man mandated. It's a God thing. The holiness standards of this church. I'm preaching to somebody that's been on the verge of joining the church and becoming what God wants you to be. But you're looking at the way that everybody else dresses. And you're looking at the way that everybody else looks. And the way that everybody else lives. And you're saying, I don't know if that's in the Bible. I just gave you scripture to prove that the grace of God is for you to live righteously. I really like the singing and I really like the preaching, but I don't know if I can dress like their ladies dress. You can when you get a revelation that it's a God thing. Well, I know some of you are getting a little bit uncomfortable, but I feel just right at home right now. Well, I, I, I don't think I want a man standing in the pulpit telling me what I can and can't do. You know what that man standing in the pulpit doing? Uh, he's opening up this old book uh, and he's telling you grace be unto you. Grace be unto you. The grace of God that wants to pull you out uh, of everything that's been holding you back. The grace of God that wants to pull you out of your dysfunction uh, and your chaos by teaching you there is a better way so well, I don't know if that's for me but then you answer to me this when Paul writes to Corinth he says grace to you when Paul writes to Ephesus he says grace to you when Paul writes to Philippi 
he writes grace to you. When Paul writes to Thessalonica, he writes grace to you, simply letting us know that it doesn't matter where you are, you need to learn to trust the grace of God and let it teach you that this is a God thing. I know some of y'all looking at me like, boy, I liked you a whole lot better when you was running around outside acting a fool, but now you done got up in my corn crib and telling me how I need to live. I'm not telling you how you need to live. The Bible tells you how you need to live. Grace be unto you. I'm just, help me Jesus. JJ, you may want to turn that organ up. I'm about to get in trouble. That's why I've been preaching here, what, a month and a half now, something like that? Maybe two, I don't know, I don't keep up with that no more. And that's why we got 60% of the church that's on board and the other 40% are just sitting there like. Tell you how much time I got, I ain't got no watch on. You worried about everything going around. You need to learn how to walk in the grace of God. who says this and who says that don't worry about who God sent to say what just follow the grace of God it's gonna cover it'll cover you when you learn how to follow it it'll cover you when you learn how to walk in it it'll cover you when you understand this is not a man thing it's a God thing writes to some young preachers. You see, we're not, we're not excluded from that. Because when Paul writes to Timothy, you know what he says? Grace be to you, Timothy. When he writes to Philemon, another young preacher, you know what he says? Grace be to you, Philemon. When he writes to Titus, you know what he says? Grace be to you, Titus. Because he wanted them to understand you're not excluded from having to walk in the learning hand of grace. Well, everything's going crazy. It's okay. The grace of God will keep you when you learn how to follow the grace of God. Grace of God will walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death when you learn that you got to hold, as the old timers would say, to God's unchanging hand. Hold to God's unchanging hand. And we ain't going there today. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Well, well what if I get tired? Keep on holding. What if the trial gets to it? Keep on holding. Somebody in this house today needs to get a hold of the unchanging hand of God. You've been trying to hold on to everything else and it ain't been working. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Peel your hope so things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. 
well, there, there's so many places that I can get off the, now, let's just have a little conversation here. You have to understand that in order to get really a revelation of this, you got you got to approach an uncomfortable subject, and that's the subject of predestination. Oh boy, it got quiet all of a sudden. But you can't talk about grace without talking about it. So we t we, we look at men like Abraham, and there's this thing about God that chooses not to know some things. An all-knowing God that tells Abraham to take his son, his only son, and put him on an altar. Abraham pulls back the knife, fast forward through all of that. And you know what God says to Abraham? When Abraham gets finished, Abraham, now I know. I thought God knew everything. I thought, I thought God was all-knowing. How did God not know previously? It's because the man is not predestinated, but the path is. God predestinates a path. And when you get on that path, that path is predestinated as long as you stay on the path. Hold to God's unchanging hand. I'm not getting off the path. There's immorality that I can exit out on, but hold to God's unchanging hand. I, I can backslide, but I'm staying on the path. I'm going to build my hopes on things that are eternal. Plenty of places that I can say, you know what? This is too hard, but hold to God's unchanging hand. The path is predestinated. The man is not. What you got to understand is long as you walk with God. That's it. Walk in the grace. We're going to do this old school style today. Stand with me if you will. Just walk with God. That's it. We try to make it so hard. You know how easy it is to stay on the path. Walk in the grace and the mercy of God. People under the sound of my voice today as the singers come. You're walking so many different paths. You're jumping from path to path to path. Trying to find your direction. Trying to find what you need to do. Can I tell you that you coming to church on this Sunday morning was a God thing because God wanted to put you on the straight and narrow path. The Bible says that broad is the way to destruction and many that be there, find, there that find it. But straight is the gate, narrow is the way. That's the grace of God. That's what true grace is. It's the grace of God that teaches me that everything that we're doing in the house of God, it's a God thing. It's not a man, neither is it by man, but it's a God. I'll tell you something, and I'm closing. If you'll make your way from your seats, it'll make me close a lot faster. Make your way to the altar. This, this revelation of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. 
Bishop Wilson, that, or Bishop Williams, not Wilson, Williams. That's a God thing. It's a God thing. Now I know it's a God thing because I've stood in altars and watched a homeless man and a multimillionaire eight foot from each other receive the same Holy Ghost. I've stood in altars where the columns were deaf people that had never spoken in a language that was, it was muddled. But when the Spirit of the Lord come upon them, they begin to speak fluently as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. That's a God thing. I've stood in altars where white folks and black folks and Latino folks and every color under the rainbow came to the same altar and received the same Holy Ghost. Tell you something today, this precious Holy Ghost, it's a God thing and it's for you. But if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost today, speaking in other tongues, why don't you just lift your hands and begin to pray. Ask someone near you to pray with you. Come on, the Holy Ghost is here. It's a God thing today. The grace of God is here. God wants to put you on the right path that is predestined for victory, that's predestined for heaven. Come on, God wants to put you on a path today that will change your world. Would you lift your hands with me right now? Come on, they're getting ready to sing. Somebody in the house needs to make a decision. I'm not, I'm not walking down my own pathway anymore. But I'm gonna hold to God's unchanging hand. Ooh. Come on, somebody, you need to make the right decision today. The path you're on leads to destruction. The path you're on leads to more depression, to more chaos, to more dysfunction. Come on, the path you're on is gonna lead to that divorce that you've been staying up all night worrying about. The path you're on, you're gonna stay addicted. But there is a better 